Hi guys, what is going on and welcome back to the Tipped Out Podcast. Today's episode is going to be another special one. Today we are doing another new segment called Closing the Gap. We're going to be bringing you some statistics on average golfers uh, alongside professional golfers. I think far too often, uh, Danny correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we always look at PGA Tour averages with average golfers and expect them to be able to understand those um, factoids and those stats, but also get something from them, right? It's, I think it's time we kind of bring the average Joe into the picture um, and kind of tr- close that gap in terms of knowledge. Yeah, definitely. Um, when I was going through and looking at all these things, um, it kind of made me look at the broader picture of, okay, what do you... As, a, as an average golfer, need to go, okay, this is kind of my plan overall of, of what areas of my game I need to work on, maybe kind of when, to see improvement overall kind of in the easiest, quickest fashion. Yep. And what is the average golfer we're looking at today? What handicap? So that is a 15 handicap. 15, handicap, 15 is, handicap is our baseline for the average average show. So, yeah, I'm going to jump right into it. So if you look at um, the typical stats um, for golf, which would be putts per round, up and down percentage, greens and reg, fairways and reg, and driving distance, I'm going to just run down these numbers very quick for the average 15 handicapper. 42 putts per round compared to 32 for the pros. So that's 10 shots right there. 25% 25% up and down compared to 64% for the pros. 25% greens and reg compared to 67% for the pros. 39% to 59%. And an average driving distance of 214 to 297 yards. So looking at those, obviously, uh, average shows a lot worse in... in um, I, Pretty consistently, percentage-wise, it's about, well, with greens and reg and up and down, it's about 40%. And then fairways and reg, it actually shrinks. Yeah. So I feel like that kind of goes to show, with just looking at those numbers, and I feel like we've kind of started to know this with distance becoming more of a factor, is fairways, depending on the player, I would say in general, fairways don't matter as much. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, a significant distance um, drop off yeah. and then putting is very simple to just say okay that's 10 strokes right there because that's either a hold putt or a not hold putt yeah that's, that's crazy I mean I love the two initial stats of putts and up and down percentage it is so key we can we can eliminate so many strokes or just close that gap if you will just from uh, you know some putting practice and getting some more awareness of our hands around the green uh, but yeah, like Danny said, it really depends on the course you're playing um, and if that fairway matters. You know, some courses may not have a different depiction of rough first cut, second cut fairway, or you may have, you know, a course that's not very tree-lined at all versus a course that's lined with all water. So I think it's definitely um, situational, but nevertheless, it's it's incredible to have those stats and just... Like, see what kind of thoughts come about when we see those numbers. I mean, it's it's simple, man. Putting counts. I think I think it's crazy to really look at, um, like you said, the driving distances, big, big gap. But really, I think a lot of ground can be covered just in up and down and putting. 
And the better, you, the better your up and down gets, uh, the less stress it is on your putter. And of course, uh, the biggest gap, I think, is green and regulation percentage. Yes. Um, so that one, of course, we hit the green, we don't even have to chip. But So I'm going to kind of just tune in here. And, and earlier I stated, you know, you can kind of get an idea of, okay, what order do I think is going to be most effective to see improvement in my game and make the most sense speed-wise? Yep. So I think, you know, I'm going to look at, we're going to look at strokes gained here in a second. Well, I'll just give them to you right now because really the strokes gained, for those of you who don't know, is just comparing an average of the professionals to you. So basically how many shots you're losing to them in these categories, okay? And it's a pretty complicated formula, but that's all you really need to know is that it's um, comparing your scores to theirs in these specific categories. So we're going to do the same categories. Putting, you're losing four and a half shots. Short game, you're losing about three Approaches, you're losing eight and a half, and tee shots, you're losing almost five. Okay, so those categories show more favor towards tee shots and approaches, but that is, I just believe, simply because those categories of the game are just more difficult um, to kind of get down. Yep. So what I'd like to look at is, again, in this order, um, even though you might not, there might not be as big of a gap between short game and putting, um, it is certainly the fastest way, especially when you're just getting started, to bring those scores a little lower, um, a little closer to the pros. Uh, so that, that would be, short game and putting are the, the, the quick reducers of, of your game, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then I like to look at it as, especially in my own game, um, the, the, the greens and rag and the, the um, longer balls and that kind of area, those come later. I think um, it depends, you know, everybody's yeah. different, but I see easiest wise it's going to go, okay, knock your short game down and then go from there and then start to maybe get a little better technique wise. Yep, 100%. I think, I think that's uh, really well put. I haven't thought about it like in the way of easiest terms of improvement, right? So even before this, guys, we've done um, a couple different podcasts on this now. I know Danny just dropped a video yesterday on his Instagram talking about uh, things that aren't even technical or swing-based that we can do to kind of help us around the course and close this gap as well. So Danny Christie Golf on Instagram, uh, he just dropped a video about teeing off and what side of the tee box, kind of how to pick an intermediate target, uh, and then how to commit to that shot. So even away from the technicalities, Going into course management um, and finding out your distances, yardages, and tendencies before we even get into looking at your putting stroke, your technique, your routine, um, and then getting into, of course, short game. And then finally we get into the long game and, you know, now trying to optimize speed, ball, uh, impact, and, of course, our flight, trying to keep it in the fairway and also hit it longer. So... That can be done in a combination of ways, through the gym, through research, uh, a PGA professional, all those kinds of things. So, yeah, just a really uh, intriguing topic. I like seeing the numbers right in front of us so we're able to kind of, like you said, create a plan based on the numbers and what's going to be simplest, quickest, um, and most long-lasting too, right? This isn't just a one-round Band-Aid here. Uh, this is like a, a fix it and move forward and close that gap for good. What would be what would be three quick tips for somebody looking to improve their putting based on these numbers? So I actually I've got a little um, order here. I would go down through. I'm just going to oh, give my uh, my advice to getting better in these areas for everybody. So 
Putting accounts for roughly 35 to 40 percent of your strokes, rough estimate, but I believe you need to spend that much time practicing your putting. I don't think people practice their putting enough. Um, I know it might be boring for some. I love practicing putting. I think it's something cool. You know, it's got that reward of the ball going in the hole. Uh, to practice this and get better, there's uh, kind of three things that I like to just say, okay, simply work on these. Get your eyes over or near over the ball. It's going to help you see your line better. You have to be able to do that when you putt. Do the gate drill with the two tees. Get your putter head square and passing through that center contact of the ball. And then find a good roll on your ball. That should come from the gate drill. And work on lag putting because lag putting is massive. And if you're not putting a good roll on the ball, you will not be a good lag putter. 100%. Could not, I could not agree more. That's perfect. Next, we've got um, short game. So chipping, pitching. Um, easiest place to start and see results of lower scores again and we're gonna just uh, well we have a couple great podcasts for chipping and pitching so I would highly recommend checking those out see if that technique wise can help you and then from there once you get a technique that you can trust you gotta practice and the more you practice the more you're gonna trust your technique so I'd say practice facing various shots and focus on different landing spots give yourself different lies all those things to recreate what would happen on the golf course. That's perfect. And then uh, greens and rag and tee, again, these are the toughest. This is where you're going to want to see a PGA pro uh, or just contact your local pro or reach out to Brandon and I on, uh, on Instagram or any social media yeah. and schedule a lesson. Yeah. And I, just kind of two defining things here. I like to look at, I think, Another quick way is to improve is to go, okay, I need to be able to hit a tee shot and play. How many shots do you think are lost for the average player who, not, not only hitting it in the rough, but hit, losing their ball? I mean, those penalty strokes add up. Huge. I mean, I could not even begin to tell you that that's one of the biggest culprits of high rounds, even for juniors or just high handicappers in general. It's just... Um, sometimes a lack of thought on course management, what club to hit and when, um, and then knowing their yardages, right, and how to play in certain conditions. It could be windy, um, you know, it's not the time to hit a full wedge, you know, that's the time we need to learn and hit knockdown shots. Um, and like, like we said, that stuff that goes into the full swing comes in time, right? We have to play a couple tournaments, we have to play rounds enough um, to kind of know how we're going to handle that pressure if you're a, a tournament golfer or a junior golfer. Um, but just for the average Joe, man, I mean, keeping the ball in play is first and foremost. Like, that's, that's almost objective number one every time. I mean, yeah. it, j keeping the ball in front of you, if not in play, has to be your first priority. Definitely. And I, I like to look at, I mean, everyone's heard the saying, drive for show, putt for dough. Yeah. When I'm looking at these, these statistics and just a piece of advice in general to anybody that, that wants to improve is you need to drive for dough and mm -hmm. putt for dough. Yeah. I, drive it yeah. in play. That's yeah. all. It doesn't have to be in the fairway. Yeah. It's just got to be in front of you. Yeah. No, okay. no, no penalties off the tee. No penalty strokes. No extra strokes. So no hazards. No water. Try and keep it out of fairway bunkers, um, and that can be come down right to club selection as well. If if your driver is a big big slice, of course hit us up, we'll fix that. But if you can't really get away from the driver, um, or in order to fix this, get away from the driver. Go down to your three wood, even hit some four irons off the tee. Biggest thing is keep it in play. If you have to 
Uh, try and even just practice or go to the course you play most often. Go to maybe a tee one in front or maybe even two in front. Um, and just play different clubs and see what kind of keeps you in play and gives you the best score. It's, it's really fun to hit that driver, but the days I've chose to maybe hit three wood or uh, strike some four irons on some short courses, it's just a lot easier. It's less stressful. Um, and there's really, you just stay in a better mindset and you can move forward and think about the next shot once you're in play. It's no longer worrying about rulings and retees and how many balls you have in your bag. It's just focus on the task at hand, keeping the ball in play. Certainly. Um, and I'm going to jump right here to chipping. Right. So I kind of want to touch on chipping and putting and then I'll be, I'll be good. Um, I think one thing that, that's really cool about chipping, if you look at it in the right sense, is it can take pressure off of two areas of your game um, without a, a lot of effort. You know, as soon as we're becoming a better chipper, becoming a better pitcher, you know, unfortunately we're not going to hit a ton of greens, maybe. That's okay, but as long as you're okay with that and you're in, in the area and you can chip it on to a close distance, well, yeah. now I'm taking pressure off my iron game and my, my putting. Which I think is huge, um, and the pros are the pros, and you're you. So mm -hmm. you've got to kind of the pros are going to be able to take pressure off their chipping and their putting by their iron play, yep. but even they don't hit it close enough all the time to take pressure off their putting. Yep. You can definitely hit it close enough from the edge of the green to take pressure off your putting. Now, once again, guys, comes down to club selection and just practice. You know, using the wedge from the rough, seeing. Uh, how to hit the high soft one, try and bump and run it, hold the face, shut the face, you know, then grab your 8-iron, hit the bump and runs, the consistent shots, try them all, see what works best, but then kind of have a go-to shot as well. Um, I don't know if that's something you do, but there's definitely like a process and a club that I find myself using the most. Um, and that, I mean, I'm comfortable with it under pressure. I know the flight, I know the landing zone, the roll ratio it's going to have. That's the other thing, guys, a quick little tip of, like Danny said, picking your landing zones. It's We're not trying to always fly it to the hole, and we're not trying to always putt to the hole. We have a destination, whether it's a landing zone for a chip where we want it to check and roll or go high and land softer and be closer to the hole. And for our putting, if there's break or undulation up and down, there's slope, uh, we don't always putt straight at the cup. I think that's just another kind of simple but crucial uh, thought to have when we're setting up for our short game. Definitely. Tell me if you agree with this, Brandon. I feel like this is a little bit of a hot take, but I think, you know, you look at it in the right lens, it's true. It. It's true. It's true. As people who don't hit a lot of greens, we should have more short putts than the pros do. I would say so, yeah. And, and reasonably, you should almost have less putts when you have a good short game, when you're hitting yeah. less greens if you're a good chipper. I mean, I feel like when I was younger, and I wasn't a great ball striker, but I had a short game, I was consistently getting around probably in less putts than the pros were, but that's just because of how many times I was right on the edge of the green, yeah. chipping on, I chipped it to kick in, and then I went from there. So that's yeah. one way to make a par, whereas the pros were taking two putts on those holes probably most of the time making a par. Yep, 100%. I mean, even though we have wedge in hand or pitching wedge, sand wedge, um, eight iron, whatever it may be you're chipping with, even if they chip it close, I think sometimes these amateur golfers um, still struggle from short distance with short putts. Right Definitely. now, now it's a mental thing, maybe. Um, and the closer we get to the hole, almost the more. This is kind of tough, tough to be said this way, but the closer we get to the hole, more 
immediate technique kind of matters, right? Like, if you're yeah. super close, the putter has to be moving through square to square, and you have to be having the right target. But when we're hitting a 80-foot lag putt, it's kind of just all feel and making sure the putter just hits the ball, right? We're just looking for good contact there. But the closer we get, the more our mind races on what that putt may mean to us, uh, how many we've missed before. Uh, maybe we're filming a vlog and we can't really uh, think straight, you know? Can't, or we just don't read the putt because it's in gimme range. So, uh, all things like that, man, considered, I definitely think that's a true statement. We should be having less putts being, I wouldn't say a higher handicap golfer, but you phrased it really well. Um, yeah. I would agree 100%. Okay. So I think that that pretty much wraps it up. I just want to end it with also stress putting. Um, everybody knows it when they've had a hot round and they've had a, a, one of their best rounds. If you want to play one of your best rounds, you have to make putts. Everybody that plays their good rounds, whether it's the pros or whether it's you shooting 79 or 89, you're going to be holding putts. I mean, that's just <laughs> the way it goes. Um, so just remember... It's impossible to play your best without holding some important putts, and every score in golf ends on the putting green. That's so true. I like that. I really like that ending. That was cool. But, yeah, I think uh, I think there's going to be more of these. I think we really kind of dive into these numbers here of closing the gap, this little section we have, and kind of really get you guys a good plan um, for what aspect we're trying to close. Definitely. So this is just a broad beginning, and hopefully we can open up uh, the doors here and get a little deeper into it. 100% guys. So once again, appreciate your time. Thank you for listening. For more information and to get some of these free tips we've been talking about, be sure to go ahead and follow Danny Christie Golf on Instagram and then myself as well on Instagram, balance underscore performance. And then of course for the podcast, audio and video we have right here on YouTube where Danny and I also are going to be coming out with some more course vlogs while he's here in town. That being said, guys, we're going to be uploading every Friday. Before it was kind of Wednesdays, I think, but now we're going to be doing every Friday going forward. It's going to be up and up super early on Spotify and Apple. Catch it on your drive to work. For sure. And then the podcast will also be up via YouTube for our audio and visual listeners a little bit later in the day on Friday. So once again, guys, we hope to catch you in the next one. Be sure to comment, like, and subscribe. Thanks. Peace and love. We'll catch you in the next one. Contraband got that dope. Sometimes I don't feel alright. New girl on my face, she said she nigga, but that's why I don't feel alright. Catch me in the good mood, I just might. Stop talking.